Welcome to the Sisterly Podcast. I'm Nicole, the older sister, and I believe in telling the hard, raw truth, even though you might not like hearing it. And I'm Sunny, the baby sister, and I'm what you might call the voice of reason in the family. We are so alike, but we're also pretty different, and we believe that everyone deserves a sister. And now, we want to bring you into this crazy, loving family. Welcome Welcome to to Sisterly. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sisterly. This is Sunny. And this is Nicole. And it's been a while. It's been a long time. Ah, sorry for the delay. Um, you know, we had every intention of coming back. And in fact, we had multiple episodes scheduled, but then Nicole just canceled <laughs> at the last minute. It's always. It twice or three times? I can't remember. There, there were things going on um, that kind of took precedent. And then it was summer. Um, and the kids were just everywhere and all around me. So I did. I canceled. (laughs) It's my fault. But we wanted to hop back on. Actually, it's this is the perfect time. We're back in school. All six of the kids are back. Um, All each of our three are back on a normal schedule. So it feels like we can finally just breathe out a little bit. So um, how have you been feeling? A little bit of an update. Like we're going to do a little bit of a personal wrap, kind of a personal update. And then we're going to get into a topic today that Nicole and I have strong feelings on, which is kids and social media. From every perspective. From every perspective. You have older kids. I have younger kids. Um, But what do you think when it comes to putting your kids' stories out there? Um, Telling the world who they are, telling them, telling the world identifying information. And then when you get to the point where your kids are putting that out, how do you counsel them? What's worth sharing and what's not? So 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 we'll get into just the personal recap. So I have my daughter who is now in middle school officially on a different campus, 12. Um, My son went into fifth grade. He's 11. And then the baby is um, in school a few days a week, you know, pre-pre-K for a couple hours a day. Um, my, my oldest daughter has social media and we've really struggled with that uh, with her for allowing it there's different reasons why she even has a phone I guess we can get into that too yeah um, but just personally catching up back on that track I did I had COVID um, I feel great I um, you know I quarantined did the whole thing and then I kind of lost touch with everybody and everything for those few couple weeks so yeah I mean we're in Florida now I mean for anybody who doesn't know um, we're in the middle of what is expected to be the peak week for new cases in Florida. So we're in Orlando. Florida has always been on the front end of the curve when it comes to COVID. I mean, we're spreading it quickly, just a rapid pace down here, which has, I feel like there's a a beneficial side to that, burning through some of this and getting hopefully to herd immunity quicker. But it's also a little scarier for us because like we said, we're back within the first two weeks of school. And I know multiple districts that have had anywhere between a half dozen to a dozen yeah, cases we've had, I've within had, the first two yeah, days. I've had two emails. Um, luckily, we haven't been quarantined. Um, yeah. The school, the private school that my kids go to, they do an amazing job with contact tracing. And, yeah. un, you know, my personal opinion, unfortunately, they are masked, um, you know, at the at the request of the school. It is not the parent's decision. But um, that probably does contribute to kind of keeping everything, you know, yeah. significantly. Yeah. See, down. I'm I'm for the masks. I feel like it smacks of privilege to be like, well, you know, I don't want my kid. His personal freedoms matter more than like we have an immunocompromised child in my daughter's class, and her mother approached me and was like. This is scary. I mean, we do have it a mask scary. mandate. And the mom always does have options for homeschooling. The mom always does no, have options she's for a virtual. She's a full time mom. She's a full-time mom, uh, working mom, I should say. So anyway, point is, I'm in support of the masks. We're also in a position where, I mean, and every school is different, but um, multiple cases. All of this to say, like, it's really spreading quickly All of this down to here. say is Nicole is very healthy right now. 
Nicole back was, on track. I survived. You and, survived. And, I'm very, and, and really, I, I attribute a lot of that to my lifestyle. And this is a whole other podcast. Yeah, so we let's just personally. About, yeah. We, but we had to cover that. I feel we like that's a big thing. That. That's a huge thing. Yes. It was the Delta you know, And variant. it's funny because when we first started this podcast is um, when COVID started, right? And we didn't want to talk about COVID because we were like, well, we probably shouldn't cover COVID. It's going to be so fleeting. It'll be irrelevant. You know, next year when mm. everybody kind of tunes in at their own discretion. And, and it's, it's really yeah. not. And it's not going away. Um, yeah. So it's getting worse. So, um, okay. Yeah. Qu- quickly, personally recap. Where are you? Uh, we're, yeah, we're back in school. Um, I'm trying to think what else has been going on. Um, just a little bit of travel this summer. Um, we're getting back onto schedules. This is the first time I've had all three kids. So you have a third grade. Is it third? Yeah, third grade, first grade, and pre-K. And this is the first time that they're all in school. So I did have a moment of just shock, like last week when they were all gone. Because our three last year she was three, and she was home all year with me because I was just – lazy she had a different schedule at her pre-k or her preschool and I was like I don't want to be going somewhere an hour after drop off picking her up an hour before I was just lazy so I kept her home and it actually turned out to be really fun she's so yeah I I was like I'm not gonna go out of my way for a three-year-old to if it weren't wasn't convenient so I remember our kindergarten used to be half day a.m. or p.m. yeah I mean and and we were fully five when we went right so I didn't feel too bad about keeping her home but it was like I cried I know that like you probably didn't your last two yeah, it's my last baby. And we didn't, I don't know. Did you cry? No, but there's always this thing, and I'm sure I've said this before, that I always, that I saw once, and I never really understood until my oldest got older, and then I had my last. But you always remember the first, the first tooth, the first step, the first haircut, yada, yada, yada. But you never remember the last time they slept in the crib, the last time they used their pacifier. And it's all cheese. It's total cheese, but it's total true. It's total true. Yeah. I watched this preview. Oh, my God. It's just like it all lies so close to the surface. Watch this preview for this movie. It's an Apple movie called CODA, which means stands for Child of Deaf Adults. I think it's the acronym. Oh, I heard about that. <gasps> okay, so the whole – I didn't watch it, but the overarching theme is that this is – she's the only hearing child in this family. And is it's, this app- Netflix? It's Apple TV. It's okay. an Apple TV original movie. And um, you just watch the preview. Even that will show you. It's just the, the theme of um, – letting her grow into the woman, even though her family has needed her in a way, and she has needed her family. And she brings something to them that they don't have, like an actual sense they don't have. And there's this scene. Oh, I can't oh. do that. That's too much for me. Oh, my God, where the parents are I just don't, like, we have to. Yeah, I'm not letting, oh, I'm not, oh, I'm not going cry. underneath the shell. It's so- <laughs> I'll stick to forensic files and um, it's. I know cocaine cowboys. I know. I, I don't want to do that yet. I'm not ready. It's so good. It's so good. But that is the universal theme of parenting and I heard someone say this once it's just a it's just a continual stream of small letting goes and that's it every day you let go a little bit more and a little bit more and sometimes it's a big thing like school and sometimes it's a big thing like college but usually it's just like you know you're giving they get a little more independent and they get a little more and when you look at that big picture it's like (gasps) I'm sweating I could just cry well that's a good segue into the the 12 year old um, I was scrolling Instagram yesterday and, and I was like there's my niece uh, on Instagram looking so well, cute. So I just want to say that I don't you know I had a hard time with the phone thing but I'm divorced from her father and my son's father so it was kind of important to me to be able to communicate at any time and kind of I have life 360 so I track her location mm-hmm. um, not because I'm 
trying to control her life, which she thinks I'm doing right now. But just for, you know, safety precautions, 50% of the time, unfortunately, I don't have my kids. Right. And, um, you know, even just electronically being able to connect and see where they are and what they're doing and, you know, who they're with, it makes me feel a little better. But um, last year... We hadn't had the discussion about social media per se, specifically, but I went on her phone um, and I saw the TikTok and I saw the Snapchat and I saw the Instagram and I saw the house party. At, at What's that house party? House party is like a FaceTime, but you can put 20, 20 people oh, on it. yeah, yeah. Okay? okay. Then there was this app that is part of Snapchat. I don't even know if it still exists. It's called YOLO, right? And so you would put a question up and um, you would have a circle of friends and you would say, did you like my shirt today? Right. And oh, and and then like, I can anonymous anonymously say, no, you looked like a fat pig, but you would never know who it came from. I mean, you obviously can be used positively, too. Right. So not I saw a, not in the hands of teenagers. No, no. So um, so she had that app. Did so she, she use it? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Did you um, have her delete it? Yes. She, so so long story short is that the only uh, social media that we agreed to right now, because like I said, her world is ending if she can't have connection to mm-hmm. some sort of social media, um, is Instagram. I have I have her password to that. It's on my phone as well. Um, but Do you know, does she? Ha- maybe she has a Finsta. Did you check and oh, see? Oh yeah, it's it's she it's does? like a photo drop. Yeah, I found it. Wait, right. how did you find so it? So she puts things, this is what they do. They put things that they want the mom to see on like the Their actual page. Right. And then they have this, it would say Tom's photo drop or I don't know, something like that. And it would be just, I mean, they're obviously not doing anything terrible at this point, but it's stuff that they don't want their moms to see. So it's a separate account, which is smart. Something I would have probably But like, done. what does photo drop mean? It's like just a different oh. Instagram name or is that well, like... Yeah, a- they're like dropping all their photos that they don't want their mom to see in on this particular How, account. Okay, here's a question for you. How do you know, like, do they reference their Finsta in their regular Insta or their, like, second account? Like, no, is there, like, she coded didn't. language? No, like- she didn't, but it was, like, a related thing that popped because I follow her. <gasps> it, like, you know, it suggests people to me sometimes. The algorithm is working yeah. in our favor. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? So, so was the it, other I can't name, say like, the name. No, no, don't say the name, but was it similar or was it just total, like, no, alphanumeric? No, no. It was just- similar. I mean, she's not that smart to, to be completely incognito. Right. Right, because she wants her friends to find it, you know. So, long so you st- went into that one, too. Yeah, but that one was fine, surprisingly. Like, there was nothing I shouldn't have seen on that. It's just right. she didn't tell me about it. Sure. Right? Like, let's be truthful. And that's always what I stood by. Like, as long as you're telling me the truth and honest, I can accept a lot. But the hiding stuff. Um, so m- my initial problem with the social media was not the people she was following, not the things that she was doing, but I was seeing girls literally in thongs on Snapchat mm. twerk with blunts. And I was like, wait, her age? No, they're older. But like you said, that whole algorithm thing, it was like people you should, I forget what it is on Snapchat, but it's like something like people you should follow. And I was like, you should not be seeing this. I agree. Like, even if you're not making that content, you still should be. Because as a 41 year old woman, I'm desensitized to things. Right. right? So I can only imagine 12 and, you know, my boobs don't look like this and my butt doesn't look like this and my hair doesn't look like this. And you're so vulnerable. Right. So, so we got rid of everything. Um, Did you have her delete that second account? Uh, I can't. I can't even remember. I probably now did. Now you say that, I feel like it was suggested to me too. Yeah, we'll talk. After yeah, <laughs> I feel like I know the name we'll of chat. the second account. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I, we're we're a far ways behind that, but I do worry a lot about you know what social the expectations that social media puts on our daughters in particular. It's hard enough to grow up as a girl, and we grew up before all of this, and it was still like. You always notice things about your friends. You know, she's got, you know, 
she's got better hair than I do or she has bigger boobs than I do or why don't I look like that? And you would feel that just as a regular 12-year-old kid and I can't imagine being presented with all of the pressure and unrealistic images right. on I mean, social media. But you even go back like to when we were little and I remember looking through magazines and feeling that f- feeling that feeling but now we have filters. So I have know. these things have these Here's people that the girls aren't look are looking at they're not real. I was listening to this really um interesting discussion I can't remember it was on a like a pop culture oriented podcast and it was asking um whether or not people, I'm just going to use them as an example. I'm not saying they're the only ones doing this. But for example, the Kardashians should be more forthright in their admission of using filters or um, not necessarily plastic surgery. But this this podcast was like the host and the guest were talking about like what what do we expect from people that are super prominent on social media? Because it does impact our kids. Like would you want people to be so your daughter could see it and be like, oh, okay, I know she looks like that because she has this filter on and she did this procedure and she's an adult and blah, blah, blah. Or would you not want her knowing that because then it puts all these ideas into her head. It's just a really tough... It's like pick your poison, really. Yeah. But, you know, it's not going away. And for as much as I want all of this social media kind of like disappear, I mean, I use it, I'm active, I'm on it, I post, I look, um, I snoop. Mm -hmm. But I... I know it's not going anywhere, so I don't know the right direction. You know, know, I know that um, her stepdad believes that it should be 16 years old. Like you start using social media at 16? Yeah, at 16. Um, But, you know, for other reasons, she does have a phone right now. And I I don't know what the answer is. (sighs) I don't know. I mean, part of me, I I do think it all comes back to home, too, in the discussions you have, right? So if you're open with your kid and you say, hey, you're going to be seeing these people on social media. I just want you to know that they're adults. They... Oh, is my mic turned? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're adults. They've probably had procedures done. They're probably using a filter. They're probably blah, blah, blah. I mean, maybe, uh, I'm like I said, I'm not at that stage, but maybe if you have those conversations very openly and say, I don't want you comparing yourself to essentially what's a doctored image. I mean, you could always yeah, do and that. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I was watching this um, show on Netflix last night called The Guardian, and I don't know if I like it yet or not it's a Spanish series um but but there was something there was a um parable from the Bible that they brought up and it was like something wherever the seed is dropped that's how it grew right so when the seed fundamentally is dropped in a good home right when your child being the seed is is in a good home and it has the proper nutrition the proper water and the right soil I, I really do think that that speaks volumes on on their perspective later in life right mm-hmm. the, the good roots um you know, but it's, I don't come from, you know, she, her and her brother. I mean, we're, we're a blended family now and, and I don't have them 50% of the time. They're but in a different pot. They're, they're in a different right. pot. They're, they have two different week. pots. Right. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Yes. I think essentially, um, I think it's the, it's the foundation. It's the foundation. I do think it's the honesty and she, I know her, you know, she's my niece and knowing what, um, she's very intelligent she's very perceptive I think it would be good to have some of these conversations with her and even if she's not acting like she's listening or hearing you but saying listen baby I just want you to know you're on social media a lot this is what you're going to see oh I do say that and and it's not I'm probably too blunt that's good that's good though I feel like she can handle that you know I feel like what other choice do you have except for her to like be immersed in this world and just have a really false set of expectations? I think you have to be. Yeah. Well, one, one, another thing um, that, that I think is really important too is um, what they don't understand is what they do at 12 and what they post at 12. Oh, I know. 
comes back to bite them in the ass at 30. Yeah. Um, and it's not going anywhere. And I, I mean, know like, you saw this yesterday. She she posted the darn bikini picture. And she's 12. And it's I not like you. she's she's bent over anything with her. But to she, me, there's just no reason to be what did in you a say to her? suit. Well, did you tell I, her I secretly deleted it. And I'll have the discussion with her today because I did it last night and it was a busy morning this morning. But yes. What are you going to say? Oh, geez. Sorry. I kicked the thing. What are you going to say to her? Are you going to say, I just want you to know? I just want you to know that we've had the discussion about you posting yourself in bathing suits and I'm very uncomfortable with that. I know your stepdad is and I'm sure your dad would not be happy with that. So I deleted your photo. If you continue to do that, you're going to lose all kind of power it's so funny <sighs> their comments too like oh this is it's not funny it's sort of disturbing well they're like cute cutie hey gorge gorge love bod. you bod bod <laughs> it's so what i don't know pin what me because i'm your fave what does oh, that yeah. mean i think that means pin the comment to how the do you top. do that i don't know oh. <laughs> i don't know um i wish i knew in fact i was just we thinking probably that the other day. know all this i feel like you can i don't know Message us on Instagram if you know. We do know how to DM. Let us know how to pin a comment. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I actually was sitting next to Andrew and I was like, oh my God, we're at the bikini picture stage yeah. of life. No, and that I mean, was This gone. is a girl we took to like Disney at two with her little knit cap and her tutu. And I'm Which thinking. It, and I think this is all like developmental, it's right? Normal. The hormones are it's right. Totally I know normal. what's not normal is the social media the component access. of it. Yeah. 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 And and she's seeing and she's doing and I'm really nervous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're 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 not there yet. I don't know even what it's going to be like. Our oldest daughter is only six, so we've got what six years yeah. before. Who knows what app is going to be out before you know at that point? But I think you're you know a level of honesty is the way to go with it, and just trusting that. I know as a kid, it always felt good to be validated, like oh you're big enough, you're you're mature enough to handle this. So let me just approach you like the intelligent person you are. Maybe we you're a little those yeah dis- discussions with a lot of depth but I yeah. mean it's she's still 12 yeah she's still 12 I don't want to talk about this like I was climbing trees and I know it's way different from yeah. gosh 1992 I mean that was yeah we were in middle school I'm trying to think like it didn't get really like weird not weird but like overly hormonal hormonal I feel like until we got to high school yeah I remember being like 13 I was 13 when I went into high school and I was 5'2 just the, a little tiny nugget of a person I didn't even go through any major growth spurt flat as a board and getting into the building and seeing these hairy chested senior guys and I remember someone asked me how there was a senior oh I I know who you mean a lovely person but I was like what the fuck do you want with like I literally look like a child like I look back now but even though but yeah we were kids it's fine it's like not a pervy thing I'm just saying like I remember being scared because I knew I was like no I was never scared I definitely I remember I was asked to homecoming. This is what I And you were allowed and I wasn't. I was allowed, right? Yeah, yeah and I, I was allowed. But do you know what I did? Even though I was allowed, I was asked my freshman year. I was like, Mom, just tell me I can't because when he calls, like I wanna be able to I wanna be able to tell him honestly that I can't go. And I wasn't allowed and you were and he was the cutest senior guy and I had to sneak out of a bedroom window and I got in trouble. <laughs> Oh it's God. the first child that goes through it. I know, but I just didn't do anything my that was all that was stifled. <laughs> your cre- your bad behavior was not stifled. I know because sure you wasn't. were out like partying by then. Yeah, you know, like yeah. out with all I the know, upperclassmen. But then it was done by like nineteen. 
Yeah, Ish. that's true. But I remember begging. I was like, just please say no. I was such a, <laughs> so, such a rule follower that I even made her verbalize you can't go so that I wouldn't be lying when I told him I can't go. It's so, so unfair. Go, it's so unfair. But like, I wanted nothing to do with it. Just, I don't know why. I just knew. Because you just blossomed I was later. a late bloomer. Yeah. I didn't get my period till I was 14. Yeah. Like the end of my freshman year. I mean, I just remember... I was late for everything, which allowed me to have a longer form of childhood. But I know again, exactly why my daughter is the I I know it. Do you believe in karma that you're getting what you put out? I believe in mommy's curse. The, the Italian mom curse. She Tell everybody what it 16. is. She said you will have a daughter and she will be 10 times worse than you. <laughs> and I laughed and I chuckled and I said, "Ha ha ha, mom, never happened. I'll know exactly what to do." Oh my and God. then now I'm in tears with her. Literally, she she wrote me a letter two nights ago, and it was a two-page letter. She doesn't even talk to me that much in a week. And she wrote me a two-page letter, and it said, Dear Mom, I just want you to know how much you're ruining my life, and there's only one parent here that cares about me. That's my dad. I just want you also to know that I will grow up, and I will never parent like you. That is exactly what you told I know. mommy. Oh my God, but I'm dying. I know. I had Does this, it break your heart Sunny, a little bit? I you told probably mommy. No, just... no, when, you know how everybody says when you have kids, you really appreciate your mom? Yeah. I don't think I ever did that when they were little. Like I was like, you know what? Right. This is what it is and mommy did it and I can do it. But with the teenage thing, I really did call mommy and I was like, you know what? There isn't a man in the world that has ever broke my heart the way that she's breaking my heart. Your child, it is just, yeah. yeah. She is just... Oh, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. So, so anyway, I just, sh- I read the letter. I did not go up and talk to her that night because I wiped a few tears away and I just wanted to let the air clear. And, you know, the next morning she was still mad at me. And, you know, she said, you didn't even come up and talk to me. And I said, you know, I felt a certain way too. Those words that you told me, they, they really hurt. Right. And if you wanted to come talk and you would have come down, there wouldn't have been a second that I would have hesitated. But you have to watch sometimes how you affect people and how you hurt people. Now, let I'm here. You're here. Let's chat. What did I do? How can I do it better? I'm sorry. I'm constantly evolving as a parent. I will always do that. Um, you know, and then I got like two sentences. And by the time she, oh, this is the best part. Then two hours later, I get a call from school. Hi, mom. It's so and so. I just want to let you know I forgot my volleyball stuff at home <laughs> after I reminded her 20 times. Do you think that you can drop it off for me? Okay, thanks. Love you. Did you do it? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> you but have you, to, though. Right. I mean, but my point is, it's like, oh, and then I met this lady in Target and I was so upset about the letter that I ended up talking to her. She was shopping for her daughter for mm. college, for her dorm. And I said, oh, my goodness, this just happened to me. She's 12. She said, a good therapist once told me, she said, they're going to throw darts. It's their job. It's what happens. She said, catch the dart. Don't let the dart hit you. Put it down and never throw a dart back. Yeah. She yeah. said, you will get through it. Oh, my God. That's so true. I yeah. Mean, so I, I've, I can't imagine. Parts. I know. I only had one, I mean, minor experience like that where I felt – personally offended by something my child said it was our son he's eight and a half and he's got away with words he said something recently on vacation just like I don't know we were up in Pittsburgh we were visiting home and he just turned into like an asshole for a day and was just like not like not listening and kind of said something a little cutting back and I was like this feels like an eight and a half year old should not have this type of 
observation or whatever. It was something about like, I don't know, how dad does things better or something. And it's so majorly offensive. Yeah. Or like, you know, I wish it were, you know, like, why can't we have, why can't I talk to dad? He would never blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't that offensive. But when I look at that night, like I actually cried. I was like, he hates me. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm never going to be the parent who takes it personal. And for the most part, I can like kind of look beyond it. Again, we're not in that stage, so who knows how I'll be. But for the most part, I can be like, oh, they're young, they're angry. I've gotten I hate yous once in a while when they're super, super I've never angry. had that yet. Yeah. Well, it was like, oh, I hate when you do this kind of thing. That's, I mean, yeah, it still kind of hurts. Yeah. But it never bothered me until that night. And I cried so hard to Andrew. And I was like, I promised myself I would never be the parent that like took it personally. But it's really hard when you love them more than because yourself. it's like blood, sweat, and tears. And, and literal. I, t- I tell Steve, I'm like, I've never finished anything in my life to completion, right? I've done things half-assed. I've made really fast decisions when I shouldn't have. And I realize that all now. But like, I have given 100% to these kids from the minute that they peeked their head out of my body. And, and to hear still, you yeah. suck at a job that you've done with all your heart. It's, it's so hard. Oh. I know it's hard. Well, they'll come around when they're 40. <laughs> <laughs> when they have a teenager. Maybe she'll be the exception in the lineage on your side and like well, we appreciate you at birth. Right. And not wait. wait. Well, at, at the birth at her of her birth. own child. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or I would love 18 or 19. It's just a little yeah. appreciation. I mean, there's, there's glimmers of hope. I mean, Gosh, she's not bad. And that's what I find myself doing too. And I think it's it's super important to realize to not compare yourself. Because I have these, you know, moms who we go to school with. And it's always their kid that's the straight A's. And they know what they want to do for a living. And they're able to, you know, manage their homework and their extracurriculars. And, and not involved in, you know, the the social media posts maybe that I, that I am uh, uncomfortable with. And sometimes I compare and I'm like, oh my gosh, their kids are this. And that is the worst thing to do, you know? Yeah, you and and I really, I don't yeah. feel that way. My point is it's easy to get caught up in that. And then I'm like, wait a second here. Yeah. I would, you know, because every ha- fam- yeah, family has their own kind of struggles. hundred uh, You know, that's my point. Well, good segue again into, do you think that it's fair to, because I was scrolling through Facebook and, and there's somebody that um, divulges so much information about their child um, and her stories and photos and, you know, down even to medical conditions. And I, I find that obscenely invasive and obtrusive. And yeah, you know, I like, so I've spent a lot of time around mom bloggers, right? I've been like in the digital space for five years. And so when it comes, I've gone to conferences, I've, I'm personal friends with a lot of people who have made their whole content stream, made money, tons of money, gotten tons of exposure from sharing their family stories right and it's like pictures online pictures of the kids nursery pictures of the kids every month talking about the milestones talk it always I'm trying to approach this in like a non-hypocritical way because someone's gonna be like uh hello you guys are talking about your kids right now on a podcast but let me just finish um I think and this comes from my experience in that world having seen how thirsty people are for super personal content right it's always the podcast that you do and watch as we put more out it's always going to be the ones that are super personal or the blog post that's about your divorce or your weight loss journey or it's whatever it's always that stuff so what ends up happening and I think these are otherwise really intentioned say bloggers or Instagrammers they put something out there that is ultra personal and the response naturally is just massive and quick and immediate. Because everyone can because relate. Because everybody can right. relate, right? But then it, you, you start to conflate 
the sharing of personal information that that dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. And so you go farther right. and further and further and further and further. It's until like porn. It, it, it's like an endless cycle of you got to just throw it into the machine to keep it going. And it's like, you know, coal into the fire. So I don't, I don't like it from a, and this is even from a purely creative perspective. I feel like, you know, I've always been into writing and storytelling and my whole purpose in life really revolves around understanding people and telling people stories. And I think when we tell our kids stories online, when we create too much of an online presence. And I'm not talking about, hey, you know, little Sophie's six months today, look how cute. But I'm talking about when we document their lives, I think we rob them of a really important growing stage of their lives where they get to they get to tell the world who right. they are. And it's like all perspective. I don't wanna, like, like that's I don't, their story that's to tell. That's their story right? to tell. It's their medical issues or it's their personality. This really grates me too. And it's like, oh, this is my crazy one. Like, no. How bad would you how hurt would you be oh, if mommy we turn that's around how i well she did but like not on instagram <laughs> i, mean, I just was to our always, family yeah, yeah yeah when you're yeah. labeled right right and it's, you sort of it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy it is and and the labels that our parents give us are often the most powerful so i and again not that i'm doing this perfectly but i try to be really deliberate yeah, me too. about not labeling and saying you're this you're that right and and so what happens in that world like you know people start to like with good intentions like make a living off of telling their kids stories I'm like to me that's tricky to me no I mean yeah I'll reference my kids here and there but it's never like oh my god you're not gonna believe she was diagnosed with yeah I mean to me and and to me I just I just don't go there you have to think too and and if you if you look at this and I just thought of this as we're talking but like there's no you know how do the kids view this in 10 years when they sit back and listen I mean, you're mm-hmm. on you're on podcasts all the time. Mm-hmm. You're online. You're doing that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's no limits. Like, if strangers know about mom, why do strangers get to know that story? Or why do people mm-hmm. that don't even care about our family? Like, there's that perspective of it, yeah, too. Yeah, you remember, just, like, the story about, not story, this, like, um, I think there are some Native American tribes who believed that when their photo was taken, that a part of their spirit. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Every time that we show up, even on this platform, in a vulnerable way, I do believe that we are giving something up of ourselves. But it's, it can be beautiful or it can be sacrificial in a way. It's, well, sacrificial me, isn't a bad thing if right. you're sacrificing for the greater exactly. good of. Right. And, and you know, this is, the, this is the question I think we have to ask ourselves as parents. Whether you are in this space of podcasting or content creation or whatever, whoever, you have to ask if what you're putting out there is something that is coming from a place of of purity is the wrong word, but a, a true calling or a true sharing of something. And I think if you can go to bed at night and know that, you know, if my interview on, I don't know, COVID that I did last week is not going to embarrass me in 10 years, or if it's not going to feel like a vulnerability that's um, that, that crosses a boundary, I'm okay with it. Right. But you always know, like when you put something out there, you know if it's too much. And I mean, I hope our kids... I hope I can teach them that lesson never, as they use social this media. This sounds very selfish, but you know, I always, I would never sacrifice my family's well-being, even if I knew that I should share a story yeah. to millions because it would, it would help. I, I don't think yeah. I would ever. There, there's stuff that's sacred. There's right. stuff that even with the stories I, I told you ten minutes ago. Really, I mean, you know, we're scratching the surface. Right. Um, but I would never, I would never sacrifice 
my family for the greater good. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, and and I think that's a question, like you don't have to be a podcaster or a person on Instagram to have to really answer that question to yourself. Like, what are you comfortable with being out there 10 years from now, five years from now, next week? I always ask myself too, like, am I going to be embarrassed in the car line when I, in, my, I in my kids' print, well, you know, principal if I'm, you know, I, I do. I think about that because I think there's, um, there's so much tempting reward for sharing a lot of yourself. And I think it's great. I think there's, I mean, like I said, there is so much. I've based my whole career around information sharing, whether it be on the news or here. But it's your own level of comfort of where you are. And to me, I feel like whether, I don't know, it's my personality type or just what I've seen, I'm not very comfortable on the personal side with going too, too deep. I, unless it's just me. Like if it's a story about just me, whatever. But my kids, I get really, really right. like, defensive about it. For everything we said in the beginning, like who knows what they're going to come across down the line. Someone's going to be like, oh, I saw your mom posting this about you whatever 15 years ago and you're in your college admissions interview I, I mean who knows I get it I understand and this is like and no I think, one I think that the important thing that you said too is the storytelling for them yeah you right? tell your like, own story yeah because I know the way that my family views me is not the way I view myself right, right. it's the and worst I don't, it's it is the worst it's the worst so and I think like even stories that I've told myself or labels that I've put on my identity that I've had to unwind because people told you that's you're the quiet and I was always you're the quiet one you're the shy one you can't do this or let someone handle that and that was on such a minor level compared to what social media can do so I yeah and I yeah right so that's going back to even how we started this like all of these influences when you have a, a teenager's brain that's literally like putty Right, mm-hmm. and it's like not seeing, fully formed it, at all. I don't think my brain was formed till I was like thirty-five, fully. Convinced. <laughs> I think I have because to look that up. There's research. I think it's like your twenties. It's like when twenty-five, front, but I think I was severely load, right? delayed. Yeah, <laughs> I think I haven't become genuinely responsible until like the last five years, six years maybe. Like, I think and you've it, come it, into it, your own, right? So my point is, but like being twelve and seeing these girls with, I don't. It just it 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 really bothers me. But like you said, the foundation is important. Mm-hmm. I think the faith is important. Um, the knowledge of personal boundaries, teaching them, like you know, that's something else too. Like, okay, Lucy, I'm just using that name as your daughter for a second. So how are you going to feel? Like, put her in the spot. Like, I want you to just try for with your 12 year old brain for two minutes. Sit and think how it would feel if you're future mother-in-law saw you in or your teacher next year saw you in if it's something you can't be proud about right if it's something you can't be um, right or or at least I mean if she's a wonderful wonderful sex therapist and wants to talk about her personal experiences when she's 25 and she can be proud of that right and that can come from like a like an educational knowledge base experience I'm fine with that I'm not saying don't do anything controversial I'm saying I'm not saying don't make something that no, not everybody has to agree with what you're doing, right. but the intention is right. always important. And 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 when you're 12 and you're standing in a bikini, you don't even know what the hell your intention is. So you're not doing it. Yeah, I'm making that decision you for you. Yeah, you're protecting her. Yeah, not even from a reputation per se, but from herself, herself and yucky, dirty, nasty people online. Yeah, I was just listening um, to a podcast this morning talking about Apple's new software. Um, they're in their new update, in their new operating system update, they're going to include technology that allows them to essentially scan. This is like unrelated, but this is just talking about like whatever's out there. Um, they're going to include technology that allows them to scan photos for inappropriate 
child conduct. So one of the things now this this kind of cuts both ways. One thing is yeah. so that law enforcement can crack down um, appropriately. So on you know where uh, I'm going to go with this child pornography. Yes, but one of the other features is it will flag if a text message includes a photo that for some reason in their whatever scans as possibly inappropriate, you as the parent get a notification on your device. So let me tell you this. Apple should not get involved with that at all. There are there are apps that I pay for monthly that to see can, that? that 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 tag violence, that tag inappropriate content, that puts time limits. This is where and this is a whole nother rabbit hole that I do not want to go down now. But when when and there isn't anything more disgusting and and wretched and putrid than looking at children in a sexual way and 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 putting that out there. So I have n- no qualms with with keeping wraps on that. But when Apple starts to get into your phone, they're in it. Too. I got a problem with it. I already know they are, but when they're making when they're blatantly telling you that there are mm-hmm. that they are now, yeah, that that bothers me. So that's another thing that probably we can get into. Because is there an app though that will let you know? What I thought that was interesting from a parent's perspective is the notification to you and and yeah, you it set their that. age limit. It's so it's Bark. like. That I have two apps that I use. The one one is called Bark. Yeah, I've heard of Bark. And so if if somebody said I want to kill you on the app, you know, to my daughter, even would, if she gets a text, even if she got a text, it, it screens their text. Oh, wow. for that. I mean, is it a hundred percent accurate? No. You know, sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, you're killing me. That's so funny. Right. You know, and Do it you would get those alerts. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for that, or if she links through on to, I don't know. Wait, some sexual content mm-hmm. when it's really it not sexual. It lets you know. Excuse me. Yeah, it does let me know. Is it sensitive enough to pick that stuff up? Like, do you get alerts? Sometimes it's not as sensitive as I like it. And then sometimes, so it's AI. It's always learning. Yeah. It's not as sensitive. And then sometimes I need it to be a little less sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't get the kind of the jokes or the mm-hmm. irony of things. Um, like, what I think about too real quick is like how they use abbreviations for everything. And they uh, use numbers instead they of They don't use letters. vowels. Yeah. It's so hot. They must be constantly updating that because they have, teenagers have like their whole own language. Yeah, it's awful. I don't know about that. That's good question you should look into that yeah they probably know they that's like, like 101 teenagers know how to like game if the system. we know that tech companies know I that hope so um and then the other app that i use is custodio and that kind of puts the time limits on yeah. it that tracks their google searches things like that so i'm fine paying for those for those third party apps yeah i'm not okay with apple doing that and then already saying there. crazy they're looking for these things but really looking at other things and i know there's a lot of stuff about you know my views with with other things that that they're flagging. I know I'm flagged. I am a flagged person. <laughs> All your conspiracy things. I am totally flagged on there. They're sending what are you, me. Have you been shadow banned on Instagram? They're sending me to the Walmart, <laughs> the FEMA WalMarts. Oh my god! <laughs> when they do the purge, I'm going oh to I'm going to the old WalMarts. I mean, it, that is scary in and of itself. That you I can know. be. It's I know crazy. a lot of people that um, yeah have been shadow banned for some reason or another. I mean, they have every oh we're at forty minutes. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's really interesting. Um, any any parting thoughts? I feel like this was a fun, not fun. This was like a very unexpectedly deep episode. I like it. Yeah, it was deep and it went fast. And, you know, maybe this is how we should. Um, you guys let us know. I mean, we're not active on social media on this currently on this podcast account. But follow Nicole or me and we'll link in show notes. Let us know any topics that you want to hear more about and stuff. But um, we plan to be on here on a more regular basis now that school is in and we have free time. Every we- Monday. Every Monday that we have it in our calendars. So let us know topics you want to hear about or maybe people we can track down to interview. Um, Yeah. Do you want to add anything else? I don't. No, I'm good. Okay. 
All right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Sisterly. Bye. Bye.